I'm Alexis Christophorus, and today we are talking about Michael Bloomberg's presidential run. Who should fear his late entry into the race more, the Democrats or Donald Trump? And of course, I'm joined as always or by nobody. Rick Newman or <laughs> nobody. Um, off, off the cuff, who who should fear him more, the Democrats, you think? I, I don't know. I mean, we're, 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 we're all puzzling this out. So uh, within the Democratic field, he's most similar to Joe Biden. Um, he is a centrist. He's socially liberal, liberal and a centrist. Uh, so he does not want to attack Wall Street, uh, just as Joe Biden. Joe Biden says, uh, you know, nobody needs to be punished. And that seems to be kind of where Bloomberg is coming from. So he's cozy with Wall Street, obviously. I mean, his firm is a Wall Street firm, basically. Uh, he doesn't really seem to have a problem with business the way Elizabeth Warren does. She wants to break up the big tech companies. He's saying nothing about that. He did say uh, we should have higher taxes on the wealthy. So uh, that's basically where all the Democrats stand. Um, he hinted where he stands on health care, which is one of the biggest issues for Democratic voters. Uh, he says, uh, if you can't get insurance, you should be able to get it. And if you have insurance you like, you should be able to keep it. So that's basically uh, the public option idea. Again, that's a Biden idea and a Pete Buttigieg idea. So um, Mike Bloomberg, in terms of the front runners, he's very similar on policy to Joe Biden and to Pete Buttigieg. But of course, he has a very different background. So Biden is a, you know, he's worked for the government for almost his entire life. Pete, Pete Buttigieg is only 37 years old. Bloomberg obviously made his money running, starting and running a company. I mean, he made tons of money. Um, he's worth $55 billion, I think, last and check. And Trump is only worth $3 billion, so that, uh, that probably nettles Trump. Uh, so um, we kind of know who Mike Bloomberg is. What we don't know is, is he going to connect with people? Um, and he's starting right out of the gate, spending millions on ads. Single largest political advertising purchase in history, $35 right. million dollars for TV ads. And in fact, I just saw his first one yesterday. So he's hit the ground running. But I think you make you make a great point. It, you know, he was mayor of New York City uh, for, for three terms. That is, you know, unprecedented, right? I believe. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, he, that the, he, the, he, he had the law changed so he could go for a third term. Right. And and so I think his reputation, um, I think he's thought of positively here in New York City and he, he has the reputation here in, in the city. But how will that translate nationally? You know, there was this recent poll, a Reuters Ipsos poll that found less than half the respondents even knew who he was. So that's <laughs> going to be a huge hurdle for him. Yeah. Just just telling the folks, this is who I am and this is what I've done. Uh, that's right. And uh, in in um, polls uh, saying, would you vote for him, uh, uh, given all the other Democrats, I think he gets between one and two percent. Now, that was before he actually jumped in and ran. So what I, what, what I think uh, uh, could happen here is um, you can um, spend a lot of money on advertising. So that, that will help with name recognition. You can uh, money can buy name recognition. But money cannot buy a connection with voters, and I think that's the big difference. So uh, his, the, he will, more people will know his name, more people will begin to know a little bit about him, but that's not going to necessarily endear him to voters. And, um, you know, the way, the kind of politics we have in this country, the reason that those politicians are all out in Iowa and they're going to be out there in the snow, some of them were in the snow last year, is because it does matter. You know, face-to-face -face contact matters. Stumping and matters, right? Is Bloomberg even going to show up in some of these, uh, you know, at some of these town halls? Or is he just going to basically try to mail it in from uh, corporate HQ in New York City? We don't know. Well, right now. But he's got to show. He, you cannot 
advertise your way to the presidency. That alone no, and won't I even tell come you, close it sounds a little bit like sour grapes from some of these Democrats. Sure. Bernie Sanders accuses Bloomberg of trying to buy the election. Warren, this is a quote, we need to build a grassroots movement. That's how democracy is supposed to work. Yeah. Really. But, you know, interestingly. Well, I mean, well, let's be fair. Bloomberg's answer to them is you guys suck as candidates. <laughs> that's I right. Mean, <laughs> Pretty much that's his and, message. And you can see I his just point. I mean, honestly, you can see his point, which is uh, Elizabeth Warren she, if she she's close to being the front runner, you know, to be the guy running against uh, the person, I should say, running against Donald Trump, trying to beat him next November, saying, I want to take everybody's health care away, health care insurance away. I mean, that is even among people who don't like Trump. I think Bloomberg's right. I think if Elizabeth Warren is the nominee uh, and I don't think Bernie Sanders has a chance, but Elizabeth Warren does have a chance. I just think that's an untenable uh, position as a general election and makes uh, Democrat. Very, you cannot very win moderates and independents uh, by telling them that. But here's a thought. Will Mike Bloomberg split the vote for the Democratic primary ticket such that he actually plays to Bernie Sanders or to Warren? We don't know. And he doesn't know. Um, but that and, is a risk he, he takes here. I don't know if it is. Um, because So here's what we know about his strategy. He is not uh, going to do the usual traditional thing and spend, you know, the little bit of remaining time left before the first uh, votes uh, go, get cast. He's not going to focus on the early states, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Um, those states don't have a lot of votes. Uh, and the reason that candidates spend so much time there is momentum. If you can win one of those states or come in, uh, you know, a tight second or third or have a surprise showing, you generate momentum. People say, oh, wow, this guy is connecting with voters more than I realize or this woman. Um, but that's kind of the only reason the big vote, the, the uh, votes are all in the most populated states. And that seems to be what what Bloomberg's going after. So California has 10 times as many delegates as Iowa does. Uh, New York State and Texas. I mean, those are the those are the big that's where the votes are. So we might see that that kind of campaign. And given what Trump did in 2016, I mean, I'm not sure there's any kind of rule book anymore. All the polit all the Democrats have been running traditional campaigns, show up in Iowa for months and months. Go to all these town halls. Elizabeth Warren with her selfies hit every county. I don't know. County. Maybe Mike Bloomberg's onto something with this strategy. You, who knows? But you who know knows? what? As what the, I, rules... the, the, the one thing I will just keep going back to is if it's just advertising, right. I don't care if he spends $10 billion in it, on ads. If that's all he's going to do, he's not going to Right. And that brings me to my next point. So the, the if the rules of the Democratic National Committee hold through 2020, Mike Bloomberg wouldn't even be able to participate in any of the televised debates because right. under those rules, you're supposed to, I guess, raise so much money in, in sort of a grassroots type movement, which he's already said he's not going to accept, right? Yeah, he's not going to waste his time trying to uh, get donations from so, anybody. But is there any substitute for going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the candidates for the American voter? Uh, by the way, there, let me, as an aside, let me just say there's one refreshing thing about the fact that he's not trying to raise money is when you go to his website, you don't get a pop up very first thing that says, please That's donate right. money. Every other candidate, you go to their yeah. website and you get that, you know, you actually want to find out what's going on with their candidacy. You got to get through that. So you don't have to do that on Bloomberg's site. Um, I, I think that um, these do you think the debates have been good? I think they've been entertaining. Um, Boy, you are and, a glutton for punishment. But you know what, too? They've also taught me more about who these candidates are, because I didn't know much about Pete Buttigieg and, and yeah. Kamala Harris. So I think in that respect, they sort of did their job for me, because now I know who these folks are and what they believe in. I guess that's a good point. I, I'm not sure these debates count for very much. Um, for one thing, we've seen uh, declining viewership. I mean, uh, for like the last four, it's just been going down, down, down. 
um, that just seems to suggest um, people are not generating interest or they feel like if they've seen one, they've seen enough. And when I watch them, I feel like having 10 people on stage is counterproductive because it all comes down to, you know, Joe Biden's going to get a 30 second soundbite on something. Is he going to slip up or not? I mean, (laughs) you you actually there comes a point when you actually want to hear them say what they think. And there's no time to do that. Yeah, it's just so rapid fire. And they all have their prepared lines because they know they're only going to get a very limited amount of time to speak, blah, blah, blah. Um, So it seems to me being in these debates is not a requirement for success. Um, it has, can't it be has only, been he, in the past. He has to have another way, though, than to maybe he will stump a lot and go to these cities and shake hands with a lot of people. I think Bloomberg needs to learn something from Trump, believe it or not. Uh, what Trump did in 2016 and continues to do, uh, the reason Trump won in 2016 was because he did the best job of branding his campaign and his candidacy. And he uh, stuck to it. He was very consistent in his branding. He had a great slogan. Keep America, uh, make America great again. I'm sorry, I'm getting mixed up with the new slogan. I mean, I totally disagree with a lot of the, what Trump stands for, but he connected with voters uh, because he convinced them that I'm not the usual uh, and I'm something different. And he, I thought, I thought he had a very simple message. And this is the one thing Trump is actually really good at: it mm-hmm. is marketing and branding and putting on a show. Uh, that is not something Bloomberg was, has ever been known for. I mean, he's sort of a technocrat. He's a pragmatist, more of the. Uh, he puts sort his of, names on buildings too, though. Just like Trump, that's uh, that's not enough. Um, <laughs> so know, uh, you, you know, the it's for Trump. It's the prodigious use of Twitter, and uh, you know, think what he, when he holds rallies, he he just goes around the media. He doesn't. He never requires the media, or, or else he finds friendly media to help him get his message out. Um, so Trump has found a way to go talk to voters in. Uh, ways that suit his own interests and aren't uh, governed by anybody else's rules. And I think Bloomberg would would need to do something like that, too. And I don't know how, how he would do it. I mean, can, I cannot see Mike Bloomberg holding rallies in stadiums. Oh, don't uh, be so sure. He's doing things that we may have never thought he'd do. I like mean, what? as he just recently walked back his stop and frisk policy well, that's true. Yeah. and uh, I mean, which is one of the things that could actually be a hurdle and i would imagine if he gets yep. to the debate stage they're going to punch a lot of holes in that they'll punch holes in it whether and he's there and or a not a lot of yeah. things that's very true um, but you know no one's actually going to be um taking jabs at him unless he starts to rise in the polls right so um because they actually give him you, credibility when they do start that's taking right. jabs. If, you, if, if, if uh, Bloomberg's not even on the stage and they're talking about him, that that's a sign of success. And why would they want to? The candidates, what they should be doing is talking about themselves. And if anybody talking about Trump, I mean, they should they probably will treat uh, Bloomberg as a distraction unless he becomes more prominent in this campaign. Well, you know. If you look at the track record, he made a lot of change, positive change here in New York City. Me being a lifelong New Yorker, I can attest to that. Um, He's used his wealth to take on the NRA, um, something that a lot of the people running, I think all of the Democrats running, really can't talk to because he he really revitalized the gun control movement with things like Mm -hmm. uh, Moms Demand Action, Every Town for Gun Safety. And also funded major efforts to fight climate change. He's a and frequent, it's ongoing, right? He's yeah. a frequent Those speaker all, at United Nations. Ongoing, He's right. getting mayors from across the country in on climate change. Two two areas that are polar opposite of what Trump is about. So so the thought process is, I guess, I'm, a lot of political pundits are saying, if he can make it through the Democratic primaries, he would be a viable contender for Donald Trump. But first, he's got to beat all those Democrats. I think he could be a strong. Uh, opponent for Trump um, if it gets that far, because if if that's what actually happens, well, then by definition, 
Uh, he now w- would have uh, name recognition. Everybody would know who he was. Everybody interested in the campaign and, and planning to vote would know something about what he stands for. Um, and he would not be, uh, wor- you know, scaring people about losing their health insurance. Um, he would not sort of be going down this side road of we need to break up big tech, um, which, by the way, there are issues with the technology firms. But uh, breaking up Facebook or Amazon is not going to do any, any, anything at all to help people with the things that they need help with the most, you know, job security, uh, right skills for the 21st century digital economy, healthcare, uh, education costs, things like that. Like breaking up Facebook and Amazon won't do a thing for that. And he's not going to be talking about that at all. So, yeah, I think he would be a, uh, a compelling general election candidate. It's just getting there. Right. Let's talk about some of the hurdles that could stop him from getting there. So he's made some comments in the past about women. This actually came out when he was running for yeah. mayor as well. But but remember, there it was not the Me Too movement when he was running for mayor. Right. It's very much a different world now that he's running for president. Um, he's made crude remarks about women. May that trip him up. Now, let me just say, we have a sitting president <laughs> who has the whole Stormy Daniels controversy swirling around him, and he seems to have gotten away with that. I don't know people's feelings on that, whether or not, but that's been out in the press. Well, and uh, that's the, he's that, surviving that. That's the right way to frame it. So compared with Trump, uh, Bloomberg will do just fine. So will he also do just fine with his history of stop and frisk, because Trump is the guy who basically praised the racists in Charlottesville, Charlottesville in 2017. Um, so compared with Trump, Bloomberg comes off quite favorably. It's getting through the um, it's getting through the Democratic primary. We keep we keep coming back to this, and um, you know this this just reminds us that what's going uh, what's happening on the Democratic side this time is the party trying to figure out what what does it stand for? Um, what's its identity? Right? What is its identity? And you've got obviously Elizabeth Warren. You know, last time around in 2016, it was just Bernie Sanders with this yank to the left, mm-hmm. and um, you know, all these heavy-handed government programs. And now it's Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. And they have dis- they each have a distinct constituency. And if you put them together, it might be 40% of the Democratic Party. So uh, is it enough to get to 50% in the sense that that would actually uh, decide who your nominee is? Just unclear. Uh, and I, I mean, there's just not a an ordained candidate among the Democrats well, at this point. Uh, and that's what Michael Bloomberg thought, because he thought it's not too late to get into this race and Obviously, actually make a yeah. difference. When you think it, other, when you look at other um, rich people who have gotten into this race, Tom Steyer, yep. right? You actually interviewed Tom I did, yeah. Steyer. He's sort of a, a, a non-entity in, in, in all of this. What, what happened there? Deval Patrick just yep. came in. He's a, is Deval Patrick a billionaire? No, not even close. Okay. No. Um, Deval Patrick uh, might have had a, ch- a shot had he gotten in a year ago. And I think what happened there is his wife got a cancer diagnosis. And I think that for that reason, he decided not he, not to run. He wanted to run a year ago and he just decided not to. So his wife got better. And just in time, he, he decided to jump into the race. It's just way too late and nobody knows who he is. He's a former governor of uh, Massachusetts. For he, those he actually had to uh, cancel, I think, a recent event somewhere showed because up. nobody showed up. <laughs> Oops. Oh it's a, boy. Bit, a bit sad. But but Michael Bloomberg wouldn't have that kind of a problem or would he? Uh I, I don't know. I mean, we just don't know this. I mean, um, is uh, if if he rented a, a hall and said, I'm coming to talk to voters, would, pe- would people show up? Outside of New up? York City. Outside, outside, of, New York outside City. of New York City. Um, they might because um, he can, you know, I, a lot of this probably has to do with um, how, we- how uh, well his campaign runs, you know, what kind of ads they run and how effective they are. Um, 
and how well they can actually organize on the ground. The things w that we won't actually see, you know, we'll only see the results, but that stuff really matters. Um, and nobody knows if he's, if he's going to run a great campaign. I mean, he certainly has a guy uh, who knows how to start and run a big company. He has the management uh, expertise to do it. But politics is just different from, from running a business. And politics in the country and out in the Midwest is different from way, way different from politics in New York City. I think he's about to learn that, too. Yeah. And he's old. I mean, he's Joe he's Biden's age, basically. Yeah, 77. You've seen um, him recently. Uh, yes, I did. I saw him at a, at a charity event. He seemed to be very upbeat and full of, you know, he keeps himself in shape and, and full of energy. So that wouldn't be my concern with Mike Bloomberg is, you know, is he up for the is he up for well, the is task? it your concern with Joe Biden? Uh, sometimes I have to tell because you with the way he trips he up a little. Yeah. I do wonder sometimes, yeah. you know, uh, I think so do a lot of voters, which is why Biden, you know, Biden still is the front runner by most measures. Um, he may not be the front runner in Iowa, but he is in most other states. Uh, so that's the I mean, there there is an ordained candidate. There actually is a front runner among the Democrats, and it's Biden. It keeps um, flipping. I mean, every, everybody just seems uncomfortable. He's not like, a front like, like Joe Biden's going to keel over at any moment. <laughs> so we have to have somebody who can make it who will still be standing a year from now. Well, also, frankly, <laughs> this whole Ukraine mess and, and implications with his son, Hunter, certainly don't paint him in the best of lights. Um, I guess that's fair, but it's really his son. Hunter, who um, caused the problem there. I, I think Joe Biden himself, if he made a mistake, it was just the mistake of looking the other way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mark Cuban, another billionaire who was thinking about running but has not, um, had he didn't come out and actually endorse Mike Bloomberg, but he had some nice things to say. He said, quote, he is now the only candidate that has actually done something to impact gun violence. He is the only candidate that has done something to deal with reducing health care costs by helping to keep people healthy via sugar-associated taxes. Remember that? The nanny state. The nanny state. <laughs> exactly. He got he got guff for that, too, for trying to do that. And uh, for trying to ban plastic straw. I mean, I think he was ahead of his time uh, with that stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think those are actually pretty good ideas. But... He, and I think there I'm are ideas the, that I'm the not average the person, person he has can rally to win around. Over. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the person he has to win over. He has to win over... Uh, some Trump voters in middle America. And I don't think he's going to be. Who would, who would you. OK, so we know who Trump's base is, right? We who, do. Who do you think Mike Bloomberg's base could be? It could be uh, Trumpian pragmatists. So the people who voted for Trump because they wanted somebody who talks about business with business experience. Uh, so I'm not talking about the Trump base. I'm talking about the Trump voter that's not necessarily the base. So the base are the people who will vote for Trump no matter what. They don't care if he committed crimes with regard to Ukraine. They don't care about his behavior. They don't care about anything. There are a lot of people who voted for Trump but are not the Trump base. And that's who Bloomberg could win over. And I think he could. I mean, that's, you know, it's uh, people who work, uh, run a small business or have one in the family. Uh, and they thought Trump was right when he said, you know, regulations are strangling business in America. A lot of people agree with that. Um, uh, somebody who knows something about the business sector, which honestly, very few of the Democrats actually do. Uh, Joe Biden in government his whole life. Elizabeth Warren been an academic her whole life. That's not business. Uh, Pete Buttigieg worked for a little while in the uh, private sector, but he's only 37. He actually does know. I think he does talk sort of talk the talk on business. Mm -hmm. And then Bernie Sanders, um, who uh, ha has, you know, sort of had a lot of odd jobs before uh, getting into government. And he just wants to take everything away from business. He wants the government to manhandle business. Uh, so I think. And also Bloomberg Mike Bloomberg has a track record of running 
He actually has a great resume. In the country. He has a great resume. Right. So you're right. I think it, it is a, most of this for him is going to be in the messaging. It's going and it's going to be in the intangibles of connecting with voters. Right. And it really matters. So, I think I see a lot of stumping in Mike Bloomberg's future. Uh, I, I don't think he was considered a great stumper when he was <laughs> he New wasn't, York mayor, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> He's going to have to take a crash course, Rick. Uh, at the age of 77, it seems a little late. I remember when I worked for the company, he took Spanish lessons so that he could better relate and, to, to and apparently the Spanish he, population. He gives, it, he gives it the old college try in Spanish, but if you speak Spanish, credit. you cringe. That's my understanding. <laughs> yes, I don't speak true. Spanish, so I. I but you know cannot. what? Regardless, this race just got a heck I, of a what? lot I, more I, I, more interesting. I say, you know, we're all sick of all these. Uh, you know, the conventional wisdom is we're all sick of all these candidates. Can we get rid of you know two thirds of these or all of them except for three? Let's say. I'm fine with Bloomberg jumping in. Why not? There's no rule that says he can. Well, now that you've uh, said Demo- it, he Demo- feels better. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Come <laughs> come on by for our, and join our podcast. I mean, honestly. The uh, the Democratic candidates are uninspiring, and that is why guys like Bloomberg are saying this is not good enough. All right. A lot to watch for, listen for in the coming weeks and months. We'll be talking about all of this a lot more on future podcasts. But for the meantime, thanks so much for being with us. Be sure to follow me at Alexis TV News. And me at Rick J. Newman. Be, be well, nice. Be well and be nice. <laughs>